You are listening to Freedom Wrangler's main focus. We are going to talk about something amazing in the Word of God today. We can't wait to share our hearts with you. So why don't you sit back, saddle up, and help us wrangle in the freedom of knowing Jesus. Well, here we are, Freedom Wranglers. Jamie and Chanda back at it again. Yay, we're here. And we're going to be talking about some gifts. Yes, girl, gifts. Not Christmas gifts or birthday gifts. These are your (laughs) spiritual gifts. Yes, exciting stuff, guys. Oh, it's so exciting. We both took our spiritual gifts test this week. And um, we're going to talk a little bit about that. Uh, and, And it's just super interesting what God does, how he instills in you these gifts and how they tie into your talents. They tie into your personality. Uh, So many things. So before you go into our top three gifts, right? Before we reveal what our gifts are, do you know what your least likely gift was? Like the lowest, do you know what the lowest gift for you was? Uh, I would have to look on the thing. I didn't write it down, but I could tell you it's definitely administrative. I'm not an administrator. (laughs) (laughs) I am not an organized. I am not. I, I have to really work at being organized. That's funny. (laughs) I have to work on that, but I can tell you that's my husband's gift. Right. So you balance each other out. You're balanced. I am the complete opposite of him. (laughs) I love it. I'm grateful for that because you can't have two high string people living in the same house. (laughs) No, it is. It is. It becomes too, like, you're too similar. So you can't do that. Um, I'm almost ashamed to say what mine is because anybody who knows me well enough will know that this is true. So my, there are 15 gifts on this thing. My lowest number 15 was mercy. Really? Which ties into compassion. I I am not the most merciful or compassionate person. Uh, And it has been that way since I took my very first spiritual gifts test at the age of 14. Really? Yeah. Compassion was just non-existent for me, Um, which is hard when you are one of my children. Uh Right, 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 right. Mercy, you know, showing mercy Mercy. is not natural to me. It's not ingrained in my DNA and I have to work to give mercy. I have to work to, to be that person of merciful understanding and compassionate. So needless to say, something like um, serving, giving, those are very low for me, unfortunately. So if I'm put into one of those areas, I become very unhappy. This is why. Oh, mine was very low on the giving. Like Mm -hmm. I'm definitely not. I don't know why. It's not one of my, and it's not that I don't give. I just am not naturally a giver. These gifts are things I have to think about. Yeah. I have to work on it and really pray and really ask for help. Yeah. So, you know, um, which it's not something I'm proud of at all, but if anybody knows me and they know my responses to situations and and you'll get this, Jamie, you know, 
I've shared situations with you where someone has just frustrated me because I look at their behavior and I'm like, Oh, that is not Christ-like. What are you doing in that position? Why can't you buck it up? That's where my compassion and mercy lack. Mm -hmm. Because in my eyes, and this is where I'm very black and white in my eyes, you accepted Jesus as your Lord and savior your ways should change. You shouldn't be going back and doing the things that you were doing. Right. But I have to grow in the mercy to say, wait a second. They've just come back to the Lord. They might know right from wrong, but yeah, they're still growing back into those places with Christ. So show them some leniency, show them some mercy, but it's hard because of my top three gifts and where they are at. So yes. Yeah. When you look at the top three, it's like, oh, mercy doesn't really tie into these. Yeah, they're different. <laughs> yeah, they're so different. So I'm curious, though, because I didn't really get that far on my weaknesses. I guess that's just the way I'm bent. I don't I don't like I like looking at the strengths. Of course. Yeah, I always yeah. go there. And I know those are questions they ask in an interview, like what's your week? But I I know offhand that I'm not an administrative person. Mm, mm-hmm. I know that I am not. I have to really work mm-hmm. at being organized. It's mm-hmm. not, I do not find pleasure in that. Some people, they find pleasure at accomplishing a goal and being yeah. like, oh, look at this. Look how gorgeous this is. <laughs> I'm not like that. I'm more, I'm more interpersonal. I like mm-hmm. more like, like, are you growing in the Lord? Are you mm-hmm. at, how can I encourage you today? How can I, which we're going to yes. go back. We're going to go. Yes. That. Yeah. And I think that we, you know, when you, when I look at mercy, it is something like, even when I was a manager, I didn't have a lot of leniency with people because yeah. you would, you would term in the working world that as leniency, not necessarily mercy. Um, right. I didn't have a lot of that because in my eyes, what is black and white? There's right and wrong. You follow the rules and you do what's expected of you and you're going to do great. But if you constantly veer off the path and do whatever you want to do, well, shame, shame on you. That's your fault. Right. If things get messed up and you lose your job or whatever, you know, um, I, I just, and I have to, I have to work. I have to pause, but if you hurt me, I'll be very honest. If I get hurt, someone does me wrong. Mm-hmm. I. I don't know that I'm going to let you back in right? because of that lack of compassion and mercy, because you might try to explain yourself away as to why you did what you did, why you hurt me the way that you did, but that doesn't mean I need to let you back in. And that is, but that's looking at me as a personality and things like that. So, oh, yep. Okay. So here it is. Uh, My lowest three, my lowest three is giving administrative and serving. Okay. So my low three were giving, serving, and mercy. Interesting. It's very interesting because of what our top three were. So your number one was the same as mine. Yes. Which is prophecy. prophecy. (laughs) Which is so cool. I love prophecy. Like I get so excited whenever I like to watch the prophecy channel, I get so excited about stuff like that. Like it mm-hmm. just really turns me up. Like, Oh my gosh, what's going on? How yeah. does this relate with the Bible? And yes. look at what's going on. So yeah, that's our, 
Yep. And being in tune to what God is telling you and being able to share that with people, whether it's coming straight from his word, whether it's a dream, a vision, if if it is a word that he gives you for someone, I've had moments where, um, you know, God is like, text that person, check on them. Yeah. As soon as I do, he's not necessarily told me something specific about them, but he's prompted me prophetically to reach out. As soon as I do, they're like, thank you for reaching out to me. You don't know what it means. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. You know, so it's, yes, it's amazing. And I just think it's so funny that we have that exact same one as number one. Yeah. Um, Now our number two was a little bit different. Your number two was what? knowledge, knowledge, number two is knowledge. And that was my number three. Uh, My third ranking was knowledge. And, Mm -hmm. you know, the knowledge ties into um, understanding the word of God. It Mm -hmm. ties into understanding the words that God gives you and how do you communicate that Mm -hmm. to people? Mm -hmm. So we both enjoy doing that. We both like studying the word, gaining knowledge from the word and being able to share that and impart that to other people. Yes. So I think that that is again, pretty hilarious that that's in our top three. We're the same on that. And then um, my number two was discernment. Um, I'm a discerner or slash perceiver, whichever you want to turn it as, but, um, I can pretty much judge and discern people, statements, situations, and environments pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. I can, I'm a, I'm a good people reader and I can figure mm-hmm. out if you're, uh, you're there for a good reason, or if you're there for your own selfish, you know, reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, uh, that is very me in a nutshell, prophecy, discernment, and knowledge. What was your number three, Jamie? Yeah, this was very interesting to me because I personally thought that like, this is mine was apostleship. And I thought that like apostles were the last apostles were like the the apostles of Christ. That was it. Mm -hmm. But this, this was very interesting how how it said that they are influencers. Mm-hmm. They typically are entrepreneurs. Uh, they are able to take risks and perform mm-hmm. difficult tasks. They typically are missionaries, uh, church planners, certain Christian scholars and institutional leaders, mm-hmm. and those leading multiple ministries or ministry or leading mm-hmm. uh, often have the gift of apostleship. So I understand that because I, like I said, I was a personal trainer for years and I was always in a leadership position about my knowledge that I knew mm-hmm. about, uh, what I had to offer people. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting that God used that also when I was a foster care mother. Mm-hmm. And so I, I flourished in that, mm-hmm. uh, it was a natural environment for me to encourage these young teenagers that we worked with the young boys, teenage, son, you know, boys, mm-hmm. and had such compassion for them and uh, just wanting to teach them and to reach them mm-hmm. in a mission way and to let them know and to inspire them. Um, so I thought that was interesting for me that uh, it was apostleship, but I mean, I, mine, my, my, my uh, fourth one was uh, discernment, which discernment. I thought was interesting. I love, uh, obviously it's not as high as yours, but I, I do have an exhortion, an exhortion. Yeah. But it's yeah. interesting how these tests. Oh, are. it is. My number four was wisdom. Um, yeah. And then 
five was leadership and then exhortation, exhortation, um, yeah. administration. I'm high on that one, Jamie. You probably already know that. Yeah. Well, I'm just <laughs> for that because I, that's probably why you're leading us in this podcast. Cause I probably just get us all discombobulated. I would probably know where to begin and end. I just, I'd be like, okay. You're like, here we go. But you know, I'm the ditzy one. <laughs> no, God, God places people together to balance each other out, you know, strengths and weaknesses yeah. and things like that. And yeah. I mean, apostleship is really important. Apostleship, and I can see that in you because it is the type of relational. Yeah, very relational is what yes. it is. Really. I love that. It takes you down to the nitty gritty of getting to uh-huh. know to somebody and to work with them and help them through whatever their problem is. That's number 10 for me. So that would be my top 10. Um, okay. But, um, you know, when it goes to the other things, I'm, I'm pretty low in those last three, which is, mm-hmm. but it can help you understand. I think that, that little tests like this can help you understand where you can serve and, or why you enjoy serving where you're serving, mm-hmm. why you enjoy the certain things that you're doing. Maybe it be in the church. It might be at your home, could be in your job, because mm-hmm. those are the things that kind of make you who you are. And then when you're put in a position, that's not your gifting, you do become unhappy. You do become uncomfortable. I can speak from firsthand experience for me. It's not that I don't want to serve, but that's not my heart. Yeah. My heart is looking as, is imparting, imparting to people, impartating, I'm making up a word here. Mm -hmm. (laughs) My heart is to impart different things to people. So if it is a word God has given me now, a prophetic word, isn't always like thus saith the Lord. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, exactly. People think that, but it's not. Yeah. Right. And ashes. (laughs) It's not always like that. Eating, uh, eating, uh, what was it? Locust? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I wouldn't, or Ezekiel, you know, the prophet Ezekiel, he ate that Ezekiel bread laying on his side. So, um, I wouldn't view it or view myself as a prophet. That's Mm -hmm. not how I view myself, but I have the gift of prophesying to a group or an individual through knowledge, which is my third Mm -hmm. highest gift through the knowledge that I gain from the word of God. So yes, at times can just be straight up and understanding and knowledge of God said this in his word, and this is how we impart it to others. Yes. And you notice that it's not something that you, it's a total gift. It, I could be in a Sunday school class and I can hear somebody talking and then all of a sudden I'll get something just out of the blue to speak to that person out loud and say, you know, this is, this is why you're doing such and such. And this is why you're doing that and this and such. And I, it's not something that I planned. Yeah. It just comes out and then, oh, and that's the Holy spirit. And that's the gift that's exercising the gift and right. it builds the church. And yes. it's so awesome when you exercise these gifts, guys. Oh, so awesome. It is. It's so, it's so amazing. And he, I mean, that's happened on our podcast. We will set up our bullet points, but so many times God will drop things into our spirits individually that tie together beautifully because Mm -hmm. he knows what he wants to weave through these podcasts. And I think that that's what makes 
separates us in a great way in that we're trying our hardest to tune our ear to heaven, to right. tune our ear into what God is speaking to us. Because, you know, a lot of people are like, well, how do I know it's God talking to me? How do I know it's not just my thoughts? Mm-hmm. And my answer to that is, if you're saved, who lives within you? The the Holy Spirit, the indwelling of the Holy Spirit lives within you. So then your thoughts should be his thoughts and his thoughts should be your thoughts. And so yep. you're intertwined yep. and, and they're always aligned. That's right. And then you come back to the word of God and it ties yeah. together. And so yeah. there's your answer. Yep. Does it fit in the word of God or is it unbiblical? And that's right. I believe that that's why discernment is so high for both of us as well, because if you are prophetic, you can begin to discern false prophets. Mm-hmm. You can discern those wolves in sheep's clothing that enter into congregations or into relationships. I don't know about you, Jamie, but my radar always goes off when somebody new comes around. This was always at work. I would experience this. They'd hire a new employee and boom, that employee was so friendly to everybody. They never kept to themselves. They're overly friendly. They're always in everybody's business. And 99.9% of the time, that person lasted maybe about four weeks and they were gone Mm -hmm. or they were causing trouble. And I would say, I, people would be like, why are you not so friendly with them? Why are you kind of like quiet and distant? And I said, cause I don't know them. They don't know me, but they want to be my best friend on first day. Yeah. That's, that's a red flag for Chanda because that's Mm -hmm. not normal. Yeah. And my experience, and it has been pretty consistent. The track record is those people turn out to be not so great. Mm -hmm. There's Mm -hmm. something off. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like my little antennas go off and that's just one example of discernment, uh, mm-hmm. but a discernment yeah. does tend to happen a whole lot with other people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think you grow in your discernment as you mature as an adult and as mm-hmm. a Christian, then your yeah. discernment can become stronger. Yeah. And I think it is important during the times we are living in right now to have the gift of discernment yeah. because, um, you know, there's so many uh, people that are looking for truth, but then you, it's kind of like the wheat and the tares. That's, that's what I'm talking about. The yeah. wheat and the tares, but we're not to judge those wheat and tares. Those are the, that's the judgment of the angels. The angels are going to judge those, mm-hmm. but you can note them. Mm-hmm. You can note that there's something not right. Oh yeah. In the yeah. body of Christ. And you have, and, and like you said, do you keep your, you note them, you keep your distance from them. You know how to talk to them, you know how to respond mm-hmm. to them, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean that we, you know, because we have that discernment doesn't mean that we're going to go over there and judge them or anything no, like that. No. It's just, uh, it's a gift that is, is to protect, I think more of a protection. I agree. I agree completely. And it is a gift that, um, can be misunderstood. Mm-hmm. The gift of discernment, I believe, really can be misunderstood by a lot of people. They think that the the discerning or perception, people that perceive, um, that they are just being judgy, that they are just being gossipy or whatever. But nine times out of 10, the person that has that gift of discernment, the Lord has put a check in their spirit is what I call it. Yes. 
the red flag, the check, you'll feel it and you know it, but you don't always put your finger on exactly what the problem is, but there's something yeah. there with the individual. Yes. And um, when God has done that in my life, I know pump the brakes, put up a little mm-hmm. bit of a wall, right? Don't need to be ugly. Like you said, you don't need to be judgy, but what you can do is you can protect yourself from mm-hmm. harm. And I think that in the body of Christ, sometimes those that are discerning get viewed as being non-gracious or non-merciful mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. they're seeing something spiritual. They haven't yeah. necessarily identified what it is, but they're seeing something spiritual in someone that they know is not of God, that they know there's something wrong. There's something unhealthy yeah. there. Yes. And then you get viewed as not having grace. You get viewed as not having mercy, but really what you're looking at is you're going, okay, this person needs, they're not spiritually healthy. What do we do to get them healthy? Yeah. How do we water, nurture, pull out the weeds, get around those roots to make this person a healthy Christian? Cause right, right. now they're imbalanced and not healthy. And that's when the other gifts of the spirit from mother, the other body comes in. So it's like communicating yes. one with the other, with the body of Christ. Yes. So your gift is instant discernment. And you would go to the person, I guess, that, uh, what would you say? The, the server or the, I would say you'd probably get, get with someone who with. has the, um, apostleship, um, okay. and a mercy. If someone that has those two gifts mercy. hand in hand, yep. then they're going to be able to really get in and dig into that person. See, apostleship right. can really dig in. It's yeah. not counseling, but it's kind of along those lines where you really do start asking the hard questions of where are you at with Christ? Yeah. Your walk doesn't seem to be a hundred percent. Yeah. You know, you could use the, we'll just use the example of, you know, you, you've got somebody that they're all for us. Um, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. They're reading their Bible on the, you know, TikTok. They're showing everybody this. And then all of a sudden you kind of find out, whoa, they got a side life over here. Mm-hmm. Doesn't line up with what they're professing. Mm-hmm. And when you so have- that's a discernment. And then you go and you give that to the apostleship and then the apostleship will then therefore have their servers and all those other people to kind and of And they'll help. have those merciful people to yeah, come in the and merciful, say, yeah. mercy. And you, with apostleship, they can look at it and they can say, okay, I identify there's something here that needs help. Mm-hmm. But because of the way that apostleship is done, they can get in and they can say to that person, whereas a discerner would probably look at them and go, why are you doing what you're doing? That's yeah. wrong. Stop doing that. The apostle, which is so great that you have that gift as one mm-hmm. of your top gifts, because you can step in there and you can say to that individual, Hey, listen, I just noticed a couple of things. You want to get together yeah. for a coffee? Let's talk. Yeah. Where mm-hmm. are you at with the Lord? I noticed that you're all forced with Jesus on this, but over on this side, I'm seeing some other stuff go on. Let's talk. Mm-hmm. I want to help yeah. get you on track with the yeah. Lord. Yeah. And I can see that I do have a strength in that because I I do like to um, spend time with people that are hurting Mm -hmm. that are uh, because I've been there. I've Mm -hmm. been there on that road and I've been given much grace for my life. Sure. And I want to give that back Mm -hmm. so I can see how that is a strong. uh, Yeah. And they they balance each other out and and they're beautiful together. Um, You know, but so for somebody like me, because I'm so strong in discernment, praise the Lord. He gave me exhortation because what does exhortation do? Well, that's one of my high ones. It's number six for me. It builds people up. 
I'm yeah. able to build them up, but I also yeah. have wisdom in there as one of my top five to where mm-hmm. I'm able to use the wisdom of Christ mm-hmm. on how do I approach these situations with mm-hmm. these people? Lord, give me the wisdom and the understanding that what I've discerned in this, I come at this person in the appropriate way, Father. Yeah. How do I build them up? Because right now they're self-sabotaging and tearing themselves down. Mm-hmm. And I had the opportunity to build somebody up last night. I'll just, I'll, this is an example of exhortation. You know, I had somebody and they were like, oh, I don't think I like what I made. Um, I think I'm going to throw this all out and just start again. And I was like, send me pictures of what you've done. So they sent me some pictures and I was like, it looks great to me. I don't know what the problem is. Oh no, maybe. Well, we'll see when I see it in the, in the sunlight, I'll decide if I want to keep it or not and blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, this is the response that I came with. I said, you are, and you need to stop rejecting and being critical of yourself. Mm -hmm. And you need to receive that you have done a great job and you have used your gift and talent for the kingdom to bless someone. So Mm -hmm. receive the blessing, receive that you've done something good. And they came back and they said, that's awesome. I'm going to repeat that. Thank you. I needed it. I love you. Oh, that's how you use your exhortation Mm -hmm. with somebody who's beating themselves up. Yeah. Because we all need to be exhorted. We all need to be lifted up and encouraged, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know? So it's really interesting. I highly yeah. suggest that people check this test out. Try yeah, it. Should. Yeah, please try it out, guys. Um, the link for it, let me, um, I'm actually going to tell you all what the link is. I've got to go here really quickly um, to where it is. It is actually spiritual gifts with an S test.com. That's simple. And it's free to take the test. And, um, you'll be able to gain so much more knowledge and understanding about where should you be plugged in, in your ministry, where should you be plugged in serving for the Lord? Yeah, exactly. So you're not blind when you join a church or, you know, the church just kind of throw you somewhere because they need to fill a space. It's, you know, it's something that you have a gift in and that you'll Mm -hmm. be shining in because that's the gifting that God has given you. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the things that my pastor said to me, he goes, Oh, I know. I know when it's your gifting and when it's not Chanda. And I was like, how do you know? And he said, your demeanor changes. He said, see, when it's your gifting, he said, you light up. And he said, and there's a fire that burns within you. He said, when it's not your gifting and it's not a passion of yours, he said, I can see it. It's all over your face. And I was like, oh, Lord. Well, that's the thing with with you. Like you can see on, like you can't hide from your emotions on your, that's what I love about you. It's like you, you kind of show it, you show it on your face. You know, I love that about you, how God does these things. And, um, yeah, so, you know, it's, we either, we either shine, we're replaced. I think churches should be doing these types of tests with their body, you know, whether it's in the Sunday Mm -hmm. school class, small groups, um, one Sunday evening, you know, I, man, if I had the influence to say to a pastor, what can you do to empower your body and get people more involved? Mm-hmm. Find out what their spiritual gifts are yeah. once a year. Have you, because I will tell you this, my gifts have changed over the years as I've gotten older. Yeah. The one thing that has stayed is discernment. Um, 
I can't get away from it. Yeah. And, uh, but I will tell you this, and you'll probably, it would be really interesting if you look back at your mom and dad, and I know that they've both gone on to be with the Lord, but um, you may even know this off the top of your head. My parents both have the gift of discernment. I bet. Yeah. I believe that gifting is passed down, not just you don't just get things from your parents in your physical DNA. I believe you get things from them in your spiritual DNA. Mm-hmm. And so that's one of the things. And do you think that there's one of your gifts that possibly came from one of your parents? Oh, yeah, I think so. Um, my dad was very prophetic and he loved watching prophecy channels. Oh, yeah. yeah. He was the Jack the Nippy. <laughs> <laughs> he would watch him religiously every night, and he would just want to talk about it. So, yeah, and he had all the books of Daniel. He had all these little little books of prophecy mm. books and everything. So, yeah, he was definitely prophetic, but he was very logistical. Oh, how interesting. Yeah. So I guess yeah. that's the administrative. I was going to say very administrative. Very, you know, good about logistics. And what yeah. would you say about your mama? Do you think that she had that spirit of discernment? Because sometimes with discernment, we don't have a filter. Yeah, that's my mom. She, <laughs> she definitely had no filter. And that's what I loved about her. I love right. about my mother. Like she's very quick. Yeah. No filter. And she'll let you know. And that was an adjustment for my husband because my husband is very reserved, very filtered. You like shows no emotion on his face, mm-hmm. um, which was hard for me because I'm, I was always so used to emotion being seen. Oh yeah. You're so animated. You're like, yeah, me. everything is just where we're at. You know yeah. how we're feeling by our facial expression. Yeah, yeah. And our, in our hands, how we mm-hmm. move our hands, and, but him just, which makes for a good manager. Cause you never know what to expect mm-hmm. from them, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. like, you're just like, I wonder what they're thinking. They're, they're such a poker face. Yeah. Right. So, but that's the way he is. He's a poker face, but yeah. Uh, so it was difficult for him to be adjusted to my mother with her, <laughs> but he knew that he could, that she was always going to be honest with him. And she, he did appreciate that. Mm-hmm. He, mm-hmm. he likes, he treasures honesty, mm-hmm. truthfulness. Yeah. And um, so and you can give truthfulness yeah. and the truthfulness. That's what I was about to say. Hammer oh. fun. I thought I saw a pretty cat. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's the truth is that you can <laughs> you can deliver truth and life with love. It doesn't have to be hurtful. It doesn't have to be hateful, but you can be honest and truthful with people and, and it be done in love and in a gentle way. Um, just don't do it early in the morning without a cup of coffee. Okay. Amen, girl. Amen. (laughs) I am silent until I've had my first. That's right. That's the way my (laughs) mother was. Yes. I'm good. But you know, we, when we look at these gifts, look at Ephesians four guys, that's really where you start to understand that there are gifts and that it, he talks about it, Paul in Ephesians four, he talks about the fivefold ministry, which ties into this That's pastoral, that's teaching, it's prophecy. And I believe everybody has at least one of the fivefold, but let me say this, just because you have one of the fivefold ministry gifts, doesn't mean that you need to go out and be a pastor. 
It doesn't mean that you need to go and be the prophetess Chandas coming to town. You don't need to do that. You don't need to give yourself the title. Like just drop the title. You know that. (laughs) The Lord knows that. You don't need to be self-appointing. You know, Uh, we've got a sister apostle Jamie over here. It starts getting weird. (laughs) Yeah, it just sounds uh, like too prideful. We're supposed to be humble with these. That's right. Yes. And so um, let him draw them out and cause them to shine in you. And there are people that are called to go out and be out there and prophesy and have be pastors and be teachers. And like one of my favorite teachers is Lisa Turquoise. I just think that she's an amazing teacher, um, an amazing author. She writes some of the most powerful books that I've ever read from a female Christian author. So she's a great teacher in the written form, but I'm not Lisa. And I'm not going to try and pretend to be, you know, Um, so, but check out Ephesians 4. It will kind of highlight those areas for you guys. And I just think that it's amazing what God can do in and through us and our gifts if we just find out what they are. Exercise them. Yeah. Yeah. Whenever you listen to this podcast, we just love you and check out your spiritual gifts. Come on, do the test. What did it take? Like five minutes, Jamie? Yeah, it took five minutes. You just have to put a little information in there, your name and your email. And um, that's about it. And then you'll have your, your whole gift set. You'll know what you, what your strengths and your weaknesses are, which are Mm -hmm. great to know so that you can exercise these gifts in the body of Christ that the local church that you belong to. That's it. Exactly. And, and the other thing is, is with the weaknesses and I'm doing air quotes, you can't see me, but with the weaknesses, look at them and say, okay, Lord, how do I grow in that area? Cause that's what I have to do. Um, and, and I try, I'm trying guys bear with yeah. me. It doesn't mean that I don't love you. I am a very loving, caring person. I really am. And I do get wounded deeply by the people that I do love. Um, but I got to work on my mercy. Lord, help me. Yeah. I help me to be merciful, my, Lord. I got to work on organizing. I'm telling you, that is definitely not my strength. That's the, I always run. You know how like when you do your job, you always want to do the thing that's fun mm-hmm. and good. And you save all the other stuff. Yeah. Toward the end, mm-hmm. that's me. It's like, oh gosh, I've got to organize all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I feel good when it's done, but it's just sure. I don't find joy in it. It's not. It doesn't come natural thing. to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it totally yeah. doesn't. And I have, I, I have been there, and um, like somebody, if you asked me, Chanda, do you want to go work outside for eight hours, or do you want to clean your house? I would be like, oh, send me outside, outside, please. Yes, go outside. Me too. But I found this thing and I don't know if this will help you because I've got a fairly large home. Um, And I was like, man, cleaning is just such a chore. I hate it. It's called the dirty 30. Not anything nasty. Okay. Mm -hmm. But the dirty 30 is you take 30 minutes, man, and you do a sweep of the house and you choose to spot mop and you wipe down the toilets and you just take a basket. I literally will take a laundry basket and I will go through the house, pick up stuff that's laying about wherever it's at and it doesn't belong Mm -hmm. there. And I'll take it to the respective places. I'm a girl, I'm done, you know, Yeah. but that's not my deep clean. Don't get me wrong. I deep clean, but the dirty 30 is just that in between, like when things kind of get cluttered, it's like, Oh, I can do this real quick in 30 minutes. And see, that's how I am too. That's the only way that I actually enjoy cleaning is if I can get it done real fast. 
And mm-hmm. I kind of, kind of make a game out of it, yes. you know, like, okay, I'm going to make, I'm going to get this done real quickly. I, I am not the type of person where I got to play all this loud music or, you know, you know, get all into it. Like, like I'm a salsa <laughs> dancer or something. I'm going to get excited. I'm not like that. I'm like serious business here. I'll, all I do is I'll set a timer and I'm like, okay, I, I got this amount of time to do it and I got to get it done efficiently. Because my husband's going to come home. That's an administrative dude. And he's going to be checking the toilet. So <laughs> It's the wax on and wax off. You're yes. like, you get your Mr. Miyagi on. You're like, it's serious stuff. Yes, I got to yes, do it. It's serious. Mm-hmm. I got to get this done. <laughs> and it's always that face. It's always that, you know, that, that face I have, you know, like, oh, I got to get this done. <laughs> <laughs> Mine is if I'm doing my big clean, I get it done by um, podcasts. I'm not going to yeah. lie. The Listen to, clean. yeah, the deep clean. Cause I know that'll take me probably a good two and a half hours, three sometimes, you know, if we're having a good week or not. And, um, yeah. I, I just throw my air pods in and I just go for it. Um, and I will listen to things like I'll listen to Jensen Franklin's message because he always puts out a great word and, yeah. uh, but that's only like 25 minutes. It's not going to get me the whole way. I, uh, confession time. I listen to a lot of Dateline in 2020 while I'm doing this because they take the shows and put them on. So they're like over an hour and a half. It gets me through. I like yeah. to listen to the stories. I am a true crime junkie. I don't know. Yeah, yeah I do like crime. I do like crime stuff too. You're like, I like crime. We got to talk. I like, I like crime. I like, I like crime. Mm. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I'm like. <laughs> Ooh, I I not this. Well, there was one I hadn't heard before the other day. This is totally not about our spiritual gifts at all. But I was like, I have to listen to this because, and then it was so good. I had to watch it on TV. I was like, I can't just listen to this one. I need yeah. pictures. I've got to yeah. see what these people look like. So yeah, that's me too. Yeah. They have some crazy crime stories out there. I'm telling you, oh. I've come across so many. I used to even watch Snap when I used to, I don't have cable. I don't watch cable anymore. But when I used to have cable, Snap was one of those ones where we're watching these mm. people just go crazy on their husbands for cheating on them oh, and Lord. all these other things. And they just start chasing them down. This one lady chased her husband down and Ooh. found them in the elevator together. And she went after him. And I think she ran over her husband or something Ooh. crazy. She yeah. went cuckoo for Coco. Yeah. Yeah, she she? Cuckoo. And of course you have all those, uh, you know, serial killers. I'm always wondering why they're thinking the way they're thinking, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I always think like, why are they thinking like that? Mm-hmm. So I like to try to do that criminology type, uh, psychology to try mm-hmm. to understand. Yeah. You know, I was all in. Remember when silence of Lance came out when we were kids, Yeah, Yeah. I was so into that Clarice. I loved, I wanted to be Clarice. I wanted to be a, I loved CSI. That was my favorite show. Vegas, all those other spinoffs I could care less about, but it was the the Vegas one that I loved. And um, I wanted to be a crime scene investigator. I really did. Now that I really understand what goes into that, I'm not sure that I would want to do that. It's not as glamorous as they make it, but um. And the younger yeah. Why, why do people do the things that they do? Yeah. If only they had taken a spiritual gifts test, they would have. That's what I'm saying. Like, why, I'm like, did why did you go off the deep end like that? What's wrong with you? you see, you just didn't know what your gifts were. That's your problem. <laughs> yeah. You were so mad at yourself. 
but you just you just skipped over everything and you didn't you just didn't know what your gifts were you probably didn't know your love language either that's right listen i'll go i'm gonna take a quick hard right and then we're gonna wrap this up but there is another show this is on TLC, but we, we have Discovery. We don't have cable either. We've got the Discovery Plus app. Well, girl, it's called Cheapskates. I've never seen anything like it. I, oh, it's I nastier than nasty. Listen, these people were, there's four people in the house and they, they draw a bath and they all take a bath in it individually, one after another. Don't get no clean water. Everybody's using it and it's cold water. You don't get hot water in that house. Huh. <laughs> the water was black. Black by the time the last person was getting out. I'm like, this is so dirty. How can you say that you're clean? That is so nasty. And then this one lady on another episode of it, and I only watched like snippets of it, little previews. One other lady, (laughs) she goes to the grocery store and she doesn't want to pay for the things that she can't eat in the produce section. And you can't eat the stem that come that the grapes come on. So she Uh pulls all the grapes off the stem to save money. Uh Uh-huh. That's not the half of it. She peels her bananas to take them home because she didn't want to pay for the skin. Oh my gosh. You talk about living humbly. That's kind of living humbly to the extreme. I mean, I know as Christians, we're supposed to live humbly and we're not supposed to live within our, out of our means that we're supposed to live humbly and, you know, not so, um, extravagant, but that's kind of going to the extreme of, it's not normal. That's um, not, that's, that's beyond saving well, money. We, sh- we should want to save money, but not to the point of limiting bath water. Uh, yeah. Well, this other one, she cooks her lasagna in the dishwasher. <laughs> now that's get you know what it's something a show like that might get justin's attention to be honest with me. if you like i mean because i mean he's really good you know he's my administrator he's really good about putting two pennies together you know what i mean sure, and keeping sure. everything and saving yes he's really good at that so like if you were to watch something like that he'd probably be like now that's getting kind of stupid right <laughs> He needs to, seriously, I made John watch a little bit of it because he is very good with money as well. He goes, yeah. oh, they're saving money. And then there's just nasty. And that's just downright nasty what they're doing. That's nasty. Yeah. She would put, listen, I'm going to wrap it up on this last note. I swear she will take her lasagna, cover it with foil, put it on the top rack of her dishwasher. She puts her dishes, her dirty dishes in with that and turns it on. And when the dishwasher's done, her lasagna is done. And she adds, instead of using just ground beef or chicken or turkey or beyond meat, girlfriend uses a little bit of ground beef and a whole lot of ground fat. It was, it was the nastiest looking thing. And they turn off the TV during commercials to save (laughs) electricity. It was just, it's beyond anything I have ever seen. See, that would almost make me sick to my stomach and just be like, okay. I felt that way much the bathtub one the bathtub one just pushed me over the edge it was so dirty oh my gosh that's called cheap skates cheap skates cheap skates yeah that one with the bathtub it's you can see a bit of it on youtube dear lord jesus help me Uh they're like she is they got mold on the outside of their house and they're going on about we have money we just choose not to spend it on these things 
I'm like, well, where are you spending it? Because you ain't yeah, spending it on your house. You're washing your clothes in a bucket. You're all taking baths in the same bath water. What? <laughs> what are you trying to do? I mean, what? What are you can't take doing? it with you? So where's your money going? I know that's the thing. See that that's the thing. That is just the thing right there. You know, what are you doing? Mm. What is you? What is your point behind this? Yes. What is yeah. your point? Mm. Oh, hey ho. Anyways, have a wonderful weekend, guys. Mother's Day. Yep. I hope you have a great Mother's Enjoy Day. Enjoy your Jamie. Mother's Day. You too. Yes. I hope you do too. I know you're busy. I know you got to get going. I do. Got to go take care of all the Mother's Day stuff for our church, all these lovely yeah. ladies. And ooh, I got a massage scheduled that day, girl. Mm. Oh, good. Good. I actually have a. Um, I'm getting a facial done, but it's not going to be till Friday. Actually, I needed to let you know that I have a facial Friday next week. Next Friday, and I forgot to. Uh, I forgot about that after the fact. That's okay. Uh, That's no problem. But, we'll uh, work it out. It's because we record that, on Fridays, folks. That's yes, we record on Friday. So, but I do have a facial. So, might we might we can might do a Thursday or something. Absolutely, or, that'd be great. Cool. Well, have a great Mother's Day. You too. uh, God bless all y'all. Bye, guys. Have a good one. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Freedom Wranglers. That music right there is Later Alligator by Shane Ivers, and you can find that at www.silvermansound.com. We also want to thank Goodman Ministries for all of their financial support for this podcast. Now, don't you forget to saddle up, sit back, and wrangle in freedom this week.